welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Alrighty. My pleasure. Good morning, everybody. My name is Tom. I am a recovering sexaholic. I'm most grateful to be at this meeting this morning. Uh, welcome to this meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. Uh, Jim and I will be your facilitators for this. Um, this is, make sure you're in the right place, uh, one day at a time, uh, step 10. And uh, we'll share uh, after this, um, we'll share a little bit of uh, our take on step 10 uh, and what it does for us and how we work our step 10. Uh, and then give you a chance to share. Um, and by the time we get out of here, hopefully we'll all learn a little bit more about how to work step 10 in our lives um, one day at a time. Please take a moment to silence all electronic devices. Um, and if you need to use yours during the meeting, please take it outside. Um, if you'd Join me uh, in a moment of silence for the addict who still suffers, and then we'll do our serenity prayer. Serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Amen and amen. Okay, so I wanted to just share a little bit out of the 12 and 12. This is where I first learned about working the steps. Of course, we have other literature that has been uh, published that really works well. Um, I am referring to Step Into Action, uh, especially with the new uh, combined version. Um, but I go back to, to what I learned on from my sponsor. Um, and briefly, uh, you know, what is step 10? And I lost my page already. Ah, step 10. There's the spot check inventory taken at any time of the day whenever we find ourselves getting tangled up. There's the one we take at day's end when we review the happenings of the hours just past. Then there's, there are those occasions when alone or in the company of our sponsor or spiritual advisor, we make a careful review of our progress since the last time. Uh, many go for, in for annual or semi-annual house cleanings. What I wanted to, uh, in fact, actually, I'm going to let Jim share first. Um, but what I wanted to emphasize is that if you came in here for us to teach you how to do a step 10, 
That's probably not going to happen, but maybe it will. What we want to do is share with you how we do our step 10, our experience, our strength, and our hope. And if you can get something out of that, then that's fantastic. Um, Jim? Yeah. I'm Jim, sexaholic. Hey, everybody. Really, I am really glad to be here. Step 10 is... I hesitate to say this, but it may be the step that keeps me sober the most today. Um, I um, I'm I have an extroverted personality. I'm kind of a loud and boisterous guy. I live in a small town. I uh, I have I have very little anonymity, and and that's the way I like it. I. People, I'm kind of the go-to guy in my community for addiction recovery. I'm also recovering from alcohol and drug addiction, and um, and I'm you know I volunteer with our local county drug court. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm I'm, I'm people see me, and um, people ask me stuff, and I've just come from a profession for the last thirty years where people see me and people ask me stuff. And that that's really not very good for my for my ego. Um I you know I get I get over I get a big head and I get I get I think I'm I think I'm important and I think I'm vital and I think I'm indispensable and and a lot of stuff like that that really gets in my way for service. And and it, and as a result of all that, from time to time, I'm, I have to claim progress. I I call it. I bump into people. I'll say something wrong, or I'll 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 cross a boundary with something that I might say to somebody, or or whatever. And um, and when I do that, fortunately, thank God, I have gotten my conscience back after being sober for a few years. And so I really know it pretty quick when I when I when I when I do the wrong thing. And um and and I'm able to make because of this step, I'm able to fix that. I call it uh repairing the 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 damage of the present. Uh because one thing I really like to be able to do, and I'm, I'm able to do most of the time, I think, is wake up in the morning with a clear conscience. I don't have any, hopefully don't have anything from yesterday or last week or last month or whenever to fix or to, to amend before I can go on. And I really like the ability to be able to do that. And that's why I like the word promptly in this. So it's, so it's a huge step for me for my serenity and my peace and my ability to, to uh, to progress, um, I use I t- I tease and kid. You know, sometimes I think, man, I'm doing this. I'm I'm doing too. I'm doing this ten step too much. What is wrong? How can I fix? How can I fix whatever so I don't have to bump into so many people so often? And and I think I'm doing better with that. Um, I want to I want to read just one paragraph. From here, page 84, um, with some emphasis. I'm, I'm going to stop and I'm going to give you a few side notes at, at, at three or four different points in here that, uh, I have a whole lot of, a whole lot of stuff in the, in the margins here that, 
that my sponsor has given to me. Um, when we did, when I, when we, when I worked the 10th step formerly, when I was working steps with him. So let me read and, and stop here and there. This thought brings us to step 10, which suggests, it's another suggestion, we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously <coughs> commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. That means at the same time, as at the same time. So at the same time I make new mistakes, I clean them up and, and commence this new way of living at the same time I cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding. Now, I'm not a guru in the big book, but I'm told by somebody that is, is that's the first time the word understand or understanding is used in this book. We grow in understanding in this, in this, in this tenth step. Uh, this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And when, not, not if, not if these crop up, but when these crop up, because they, we're going to have selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear through our lives. We ask God at once to remove them. So that's the first thing. You, 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 you mess up or you make a mistake and you need to do a tenth step. The first thing you do is ask God. And then we discuss it with someone, whether it's our sponsor or somebody, a friend or a counselor or whatever, immediately. So that's two. You don't just make, you don't just decide, well, I've got to do, I've got to do this and I'm going to go do that. First you, you discuss it with God and then you discuss it with somebody else. And then we make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. All right. So here comes the key for me. The thing that, that, that I didn't remember or I didn't notice for a long time when reading this book. Then, after we've made these amends, we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. So we make we make an amend, and then we go and help someone. And my sponsor always, or my sponsor has given me this advice on on a couple of occasions: call somebody and ask them how they're doing. It's no fair if they ask you how you are, say, "Yeah, I'm fine," but I'd call to talk about you. Don't let it. Don't let the conversation turn on you. Call somebody, ask them how they're doing, and let them talk about themselves. And that's one way to, to turn our attention to somebody else after we have done, done, the, done those parts of the step. And that's, that, that has worked for me and continues to work for me. And um, I haven't had to make a ten, do a 10-step deal this weekend, thank goodness. I don't know. I guess that shows some progress. Thanks. That's, that's all I got. Thanks, Jim. Um, for me, it starts with, with motivation. Why do I really want to do a, a tenth step? And I go back to something that Bill wrote in the big book, and I kind of paraphrase it just a little bit. After all is said and done, that quote is not in there, after we've looked at all of this stuff about recovery, this part is in there. Our real purpose is to become of maximum service to God and the people about us. 
you've heard say that step 10 is the first of the maintenance steps. You see the little correlation there? If my purpose is to be of maximum service to God and the people about me, then it starts with maintenance. And then that leads to the other thing that was written. We have but a daily reprieve contingent upon the, here it is again, maintenance of our spiritual condition. That's my motivation for why I even want to do a step 10 or one through 12 <laughs> or traditions or concepts, all of those things. That's, that is the beginning of my motivation. So uh, a couple of things, um, starting with the spot check inventory. Um, I'm sure if you've been working steps for a while and you've gone through uh, 10, you'll see how 10 is like a handshake with 11. They work really well together. Um, you know, in step 11, and this is not about, but step 11, there's this wonderful quote that says something about when agitated or doubtful, and it talks about pausing, asking God for help, and how that correlates for me is it moves right into step 10. So I'll tell you about one of my first eye-opening experiences. Now, I know nobody can relate, but sometimes I get a little upset while driving, a lot of chuckles here. Nobody relates to this. Really, you? <laughs> um, and so one day I'm driving around, and, I, and in my in my business, I, I drive around a lot. Um, and so I have a wonderful chance to work Step 10 along with a lot of other ones. And it finally flashed. It was actually the quote from Step 11 about pausing. And for the first time, I found a parking lot, and I pulled over, and I began to pause I asked God to come into my heart, and I started doing this step, this spot check inventory. Well, of course, it really wasn't all those drivers that was the problem. Yeah, you know. It was me. I was the problem. I was expecting, and you know what they say about expectations, definitely resentments waiting to uh, come to fruition. Um, and it was my, that was my very first time of actually remembering this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I've paused in a lot of parking lots since then uh, because it works. What happens for me is, is I gauge my recovery, my moment-to-moment -moment recovery on my serenity. If I'm agitated, and I love that word because it encompasses so much, then there's something wrong with me. I've lost my serenity and I need to get it back. And the only way I get it back is doing a spot check inventory, trying to decide where am I wrong, what's really bothering me, and trying really get in touch with what's going on. Uh, another thing that I was taught, remember, the step says continued to take personal inventory. When I got finished with my very first step four, my sponsor said, now, don't lose this. You may need it. Well, of course, we've learned that probably the rest of the steps are based off of step four. Um, and so that's where I learned how to do a spot check inventory, really, because it it's a condensed version. Remember, step four is about the wreckage of my past. Step 10 is about the wreckage of today. And believe me, there is definitely still wreckage that happens. Um, I'm not a saint. Although sometimes I think I want to play one on TV, maybe, but I'm not a saint. So the spot check inventory is most important for me. Um, the next one that's mentioned, 
is the end of the day. Again, working with step 11, it tells me the instructions. The instructions tell me that at the end of the day, we review our day. I struggled with this for years because I'm a morning person. I'm up bright and early. My wife, no, she's a night person. She comes to bed when it's bright and early. Um, And I struggled with it. And finally, my sponsor says, well, why don't you do it in the morning? Well, I can do that? (laughs) Yes. But the instructions say it's the principle that we want to learn. So I began to do it in the morning. I can review my day the next morning, um, asking those questions. Again, from step four, where was I fearful? Where was I dishonest, self-centered, selfish? Where do I need to make amends? I do an asset list, too. Where was I in recovery? That's important for me to remember that I've learned a lot. Am I putting it to good use? Um, and so, uh, so that was, that was really uh, an eye opener for me. The third thing I will share with you, another story. It talks about the annual or semi-annual house cleaning. Uh, I was facilitating this step, uh, in, in California, we, uh, have a men's retreat that's very step oriented. And most of the time, my sponsor, facilitates that. And so one year I was asked to facilitate it. So of course I asked my sponsor if he'd join me. And so we, uh, we're, we're facilitating this together and I'm talking about the annual review and he stops everybody. And he looks at me and says, have I ever asked you to do that? And I went, um, I don't think so. Now my sponsor lives about a hundred miles away from me. And he says, I'll be down next week. Have it ready. So I learned something really important. If you're facilitating a step, don't take your sponsor with you. (laughs) Just kidding. I had it ready for him. Again, I've been taught that if your sponsor asks you to do something, you better do it or fire him because you're not going to follow his instructions anyway. So I had it ready for him. We had a wonderful time. I'm not a journaler. I don't like journaling. But when I do journaling, my goodness. I get so much out of it. So lastly, let me share with you my daily routine. Again, I'm not here to share with you how to do step 10. I'm here to share with you how I do it um, because that's my experience, strength, and hope. I told you I was a morning person. I wake up very early in the morning, not too early. I was telling Jim earlier, I have my alarm set for 528. Don't ask me why I have it at 528. I haven't heard my alarm in years because I'm usually up way before then. Nobody in the house gets up. It's my perfect time to be alone. And so my daily routine includes my, first of all, spot check inventory. Where am I right now? Right now. What am I feeling? What's going on? You know, and I do this usually after I get myself ready for work and I'm out in the kitchen and making coffee and, and I sit down. I do some readings. I do my spot check inventory. Uh, excuse me, my uh, review of the, of the day before. I do this in conjunction with step 11. I do my prayers and my meditations. It helps me to get in touch because many times, remember, yesterday was at least 12 hours ago. And I need to do, uh, I, I need to be in touch with my higher power because sometimes I don't remember 
what happened yesterday. It works for me. I do remember. Higher power always brings to mind the places where I need to shore up my program, where I need to practice humility, where I need to make amends. Um, And about amends, something that Jim mentioned for him, I also do. I touch base with somebody, preferably my sponsor, before I make an amends. I need to check it out because I believe in a gold medal apology, and I want to make sure that I do that. What is that? Well, anybody can say I'm sorry. But the silver medal is being able to validate the other person and tell them this is what I did. But for me, the gold medal apology is this is what I'm going to do so that that doesn't happen again. And that's where I need clarity. I need that from another human being, another sexaholic. What do I need to do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Because I really don't want to keep doing the same amends over and over and over again. I want to do new amends. (laughs) Um, So that's my daily routine. My sponsor does have me now doing an annual house cleaning. Uh, He usually does it right after my birthday. I'm actually working on it now. Uh, My birthday was uh, back in May, and he's going to be down. He doesn't like to come down to the uh, California desert in uh, in the summer because it's a little warm. If you've watching the news, we've had four hundred four one hundred and twenty two degree days, so ah, it's a dry heat most of the time. Um, so with that, uh, let me read a little bit of house cleaning here or housekeeping. Here are the guidelines for sharing in participation. We avoid topics that can lead to dissension or distraction, we also avoid explicit sexual descriptions and sexually abusive language. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing, how to apply the 12 steps and the 12 traditions in our daily lives. No crosstalk, please, and if someone feels another is getting too explicit, they may so signify by quietly raising their hand. Please remember that anonymity does not mean legal confidentiality. The state of New Jersey has specific regulations that mandate specific behaviors to be reported. Please be mindful of what you share. Uh, If you'd like to come up and share, rather than moving the microphone around, I'm going to ask Jim to move over a little bit. And we're going to ask you to come and sit right here in front of the microphone and share. You just need to move over, that's all. Oh, okay. And speak, uh, speak loudly, mostly for the recording, but also for, for everyone that's here. Okay? Hi, my name is Bernd. I'm a recovered sexaholic. Hi, Bernd. Yeah, it was good for me. Thanks for the shares. And um, I also didn't know that I can do it in the morning. Even I do it often in the morning because I'm also a morning person. And I, in the night, basically, I really often fall asleep and I don't do it. And But which is a really big indicator for me is... I, when I wake up in the morning, uh, 
I really can see if my mind is clear or if it's not clear. And if it's not clear, I, I know I have to do a review of the, of the day before. And then it helps me a lot uh, to go through the questions and, And uh, I had last year, I had a really difficult situation and in the service work uh, in our board, there was um, yeah, a strong discussion about some issues. And one guy uh, from the board, he told me he felt hurt and, and I was, I really didn't know what to do because I, I felt right. <laughs> and and uh, then I had a talk, a long talk with my sponsor and, And, uh, even I got what he said, I didn't really know what to do. You know, how can I go to do, uh, to say anything? And then he, we went, went really through it and in a way like, um, to say, to say thank you to him for his service. And it, it helped a lot for me then to say, you know, I, I don't agree what you are saying, but it doesn't mean that I am white and that it doesn't mean that um, the way I was tweeting you was a white thing. And for that, I have to make an apologize. And was, that was really helpful for me. And yeah, I, I still have to do sometimes, <clears throat> especially to my wife, um, sometimes the same apologizing stuff. So, It's really difficult um, to, especially in in my marriage, uh, there come some points which comes again and again. And when I feel I didn't listen good enough, um, I'm not really present sometimes um, for also because of service work. You know, she sometimes says, "What is the difference for me?" You know, when you acted out, you were not there. Now you're doing service work. You're traveling around stuff. You are also not there. And and then it's really. Uh, Yeah, I really have to learn how to find a good balance for this. And this is one of the most things I have to to do, step 10, in my daily life. Thank you for letting me share. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brian.
Good morning. I'm Roger, sexaholic from uh, hey, Roger. New York. Uh, I guess the tenth step for me is just it's, it's a way to just keep going through the day as I mess up. I mean, because things happen. I could certainly identify with the the issue around driving. Uh, I mean, you know, for me, particularly if I'm running, if I'm leading a meeting and running late, and I'm anxious, I think people drive terrible, and. Uh, because I, I'm anxious and they're in my way. They're not driving fast enough. They're not doing what I want them to do. And so sometimes I say some unpleasant things out loud. And then usually what I do, if I quickly remember, because it's a wrong, is to start a conversation with God. And basically I say, well, God, this is another one of your human beings and they're just as entitled to be in this world as I am and I don't have the right to judge them and be angry at them. So, you know, you know, God bless them and God help me, you know, and then at least I settle down for a little bit. So, so that's one place. And that's, a you know, and that happens enough because I can be running late to meetings and, and I'm anxious. The uh, the other thing I do around the 10th step is, I, you know, I just it's like if I have an interaction at work with somebody and it will seem like a slight thing. But I know it was wrong. I mean, I've, I've kind of like, intru- you know, people will be talking and I might just kind of intrude in the conversation because I think I'm important and need to get something done. And so, and I'll leave. And what happens is if it, bo- if it comes back to me, you know, if it comes back to me a couple of times, that's usually a signal that I need to, to go and make an amends because it's, it's something I'd stepped over a boundary, you know, that I did something. Wasn't quite right. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's, it feels a little embarrassing to go and kind of, you know, I'm thinking of a time at work one time when it was, it was like a white male privilege. You know, I just interrupted two people and I just, you know, and, and it bothered me and I go back and so then I had to explain why I was making this amends, you know, and I just said, I interrupted. But, but I feel better in doing it. And I think that's the point that was made is, is a, why do we do this? So we can continue our journey of recovery and be helpful in service to, to others. Um, the third area I thought about was this, at meetings, sometimes I say something, you know, or do something that is probably not very helpful. And so, which is actually God's gift as an opportunity to make an amends publicly at a meeting. So, you know, we can learn from each other. So, anyway, thanks for the topic and the leads today. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Roger. Hello, Ilya, sexaholic. I uh, just a short share. Uh, first of all, uh, grateful for the um, speakers for uh, uh, sharing their experience. Very helpful. I definitely learned a lot. Thank God, I've been uh, doing the the inventory check at the end of the day, which has really helped me. Um, I, I go over my my boundaries, and and that's really helped me. You know, see where I'm veering off the path that I know I should be taking. One thing I have been doing, which I kind of want to say out loud, so help me remember, is do the spot check. Uh, I, I haven't re- really been doing that, and and I, 
you know, I really see the value in it. I, I think it's very good. I have, you know, throughout the day been disturbed by, by many things. And I, I definitely, you know, see the value of like, stop, say, you know, what's going on? You know, what am I feeling? And uh, if it's bothering me, where am I wrong in this? And definitely um, have to read more about, you know, how to do it because I'm not 100% sure, but but definitely see the value. So I just wanted to say that out loud. So it kind of ingrained in my head, you know, that's something I want to take on my, by myself. And that's pretty much it. Thanks for letting me share. Hi, my name is uh, Andrew Sexaholic. Hi, Andrew. Andrew. And I feel really not qualified to uh, to share uh, because the only uh, I've only worked through uh, step five, um, and actually I've I've uh, struggled with uh, with uh, with relapse. I'm coming up on three months, and I'm about to reshare my uh, first step at my meeting. Um, the need for uh, step ten is that I think you know when when I get sober and you know get. Uh, you know, some months of sobriety under my belt. I think, you know, everything's going to be peachy keen. I'm, you know, not going to, not going to F up anything or sorry, you know, sorry for my language. Um, and, uh, that lack of, uh, acceptance that I'm not going to do things perfectly, even sober, uh, is something that, you know, makes me, you know, really want to say, you know, when I get some sobriety, you know, what's the use of sobriety? I'm just going to throw that away. Uh, step 10, I see, you know, in the inventory I've done with step four is um, it, it assesses where I went wrong, uh, how I can do things uh, uh, better. Um, there, I mean, there's certainly, a, you know, a use for, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an aspect of acceptance of my uh, imperfections and then I'll always have them. Um, I'll always be tempted to be slothful at work, to procrastinate things, uh, to say stupid things, uh, or just, you know, run my mouth in conversations. It's just going to happen. That's, I mean, that's who I am. Um, and I mean, I see the use of a regular inventory, you know, like a business takes a regular inventory so that it can uh, stay in business and, uh, look at products that are selling and, uh, stock more of those and see products that are sitting on the shelf too long and, Stop ordering them. Thanks for letting me share. Mm. Thanks, Thanks Andrew. Andrew. Hi, I'm Eric, uh, recovering sexaholic. Hi, Eric. And uh, this is a, a great topic because uh, I see, <clears throat> excuse me, a direct connection between steps four and nine and step 10. Um, because, uh, you know, I think for a lot of us, when we come into recovery and we look and we, and we learn about the steps, um, you know, step four, the, the searching and fearless moral inventory, uh, <clears throat> It, it strikes us as as pretty uh, pretty intense and and kind of scary and um, but once it's done, um, I think that uh, the, the value of it, it becomes clear and um, 
So the idea that on a daily basis or more frequently that, uh, you know, I get to check in, uh, and, uh, take, uh, take my, my temperature, my spiritual temperature and figure out what, what's going on, uh, is really important. And then as others have shared the idea that, uh, when I'm wrong, promptly admit it. <clears throat> and that goes back to step nine and really being able to say, um, recognize where, uh, I, I've taken a wrong turn and, uh, and do my best to correct that. Uh, and I think that, um, those are some of the, the great benefits of, of the recovery program is being able to, to do those things. And, uh, and uh, that's that certainly helps me to grow um, every day, and uh, so I'm I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for for step ten. That's one of the the steps that that I've always uh, really um, <clears throat> appreciated. So thanks. Mm -hmm. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> My name is Lawrence. Hello. Sorry, I missed part of the lead, but um, the connection I see between the two steps is step seven and step ten, and um, the word promptly, because I can feel when I have done something wrong, I will just sit there and I will justify it again and, and over and over and over again. And my pride grows and my, my paralysis grows. And if I don't do something about it quickly, it will just become encrusted. And then I'll be stuck. And then what would, what could have been resolved in step 10 ends up becoming a step four problem of, you know, that I'm going to have to chisel through 15 layers of, of pride and stubbornness and fear to, to finally get to where I was wrong. What's my role in the resentment? <clears throat> and um, I'll never forget. And my One of my big things is I tend to ask for the manager a lot in stores. And so um, I could I can feel it coming when, when uh, okay, well, we're going to resolve this really quickly. Please tell me who, who you report to, you know. And uh, so I was in the grocery aisle or the um, produce aisle. And um, I could feel it was one of these old label things where one, you, know, you can sort of insert the label of the price. One of them was halfway sticking out, so you would either it was either a dollar eighty nine or a dollar sixty nine, depending on whether you really could see it look, look this way or or this way. And and so I went over to the clerk and I said, "Could you tell me what the price of these apples is?" And he says, "Oh, it's a dollar eighty nine, sir." And I said, "Well, no, it's not. It's a dollar sixty nine because this label is out and it seems false advertising." You know, picking a fight with this guy. He goes, "No, I'm sorry, sir. He was so kind. Was, I'm sorry, sir. It really, as you see, it's just falling out and it's just really dollar eighty nine. Here, I'll put it back in." He goes, "Well, I say it's you know, it's too late. It's a dollar sixty nine. So um, he says, "Well, okay, sir." And I said, "Well, you know, let me speak to the manager." And so 
and on and on I went. And so, I mean, I was I was ready to have this place firebombed, I mean, by the end of it. So immediately from there, I went, I forget, did I get it for a dollar? I can't remember if I got, I think I got it for $1.89. That's right. And I didn't buy the apples. That's what it was. I was going to get back at them. So um, I went to the <laughs> same meeting right afterward. <laughs> and I think it was on step 10. So um, I was so convicted. I mean, I was so convicted. I got my car after the essay meeting and I started bawling. And I went back to the store desperate to find this guy. And apparently his shift had ended. So I asked for the manager and I explained to the manager what I'd done to this guy. And I said, would you please find him? Please convey my, my um, apologies to apologies to him. But I could just feel that had I not done that promptly, I would have been justifying my way into, you know, a for force force sale of the whole store you know having this guy imprisoned so this is what goes on for me when i just insist on my way and uh it's the promptly that i just really want to emphasize for my life it's so important thanks thanks Lawrence. Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm a sexaholic. For some reason, I don't feel very adequate to share this because I haven't been doing it as much lately. But um, many years ago, um, a list of prayers was shared with me, step prayers, um, and also as we go along, prayers. And the step, the prayers are taken directly from the literature. Um, but there's a little twist in that they're turned into a prayer. So the tenth step, God, remove the selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear that have cropped up in my life right now. Help me to discuss this with someone immediately and make amends quickly if I've harmed anyone. Help me to cease fighting anything or anyone. Show me where I may be helpful to someone else. Help me react sanely, not cocky and afraid. How can I best serve you? Your will be done. Amen. And that's big book, page 84. And then um, day prayer, uh, big book, 86, 87. God, direct my thinking today so that it be divorced of self-pity, dishonesty, self-will, self-seeking, and fear. Inspire my thinking my decisions, and my intuitions. Help me to relax and take it easy. Free me from doubt and indecision. Guide me through this day and show me my next step. God, give me what I need to take care of any problems. I ask all these things that I may be of maximum service to you and my fellows. Amen. And the night prayer, big book, page 86, God, forgive where I have been resentful, selfish, dishonest, and afraid today. Help me not to keep anything to myself, but to discuss it openly with another person. Show me where I owe an apology and help me to make it. Help me to be kind and loving to all people. Use me in the mainstream of life, God. Remove any worry, remorse, 
or morbid reflection that I may be of usefulness to others. Amen. And as we go along, um, big book 87, 88, God, I'm agitated and doubtful right now. Help me to stop and remember that I've made a decision to let you be my God. Give me the right thoughts and actions. God, save me from fear, anger, worry, self-pity, and foolish decisions that your will, not mine, be done. Amen. Thanks, Nancy. And with that, it's just about time to wrap up. Um, I did want to share one last thing, if I may. I always like to skip ahead in the book. So step 12 tells me that something's going to happen if I do these steps as a result of these steps. And that is, well, Bill calls it a spiritual awakening. Roy calls it a change of attitude. I I like both um, because my change of attitude is definitely based on a spiritual awakening. So where is the results of this step? You'll find it in the step uh, from the 12 and 12. Courtesy, kindness, justice, and love are the keynotes by which we may come into harmony with practically anybody. When in doubt, we can always pause, saying, not my will, but thine be done. And we can often ask ourselves, am I doing to others as I would have them do to me today? And lastly, an honest regret for harms done, a genuine gratitude for blessings received, and a willingness to try for better things tomorrow will be the permanent assets we shall seek. Anything you want to close with? Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I hadn't planned on this, but since he he read the promises kind of from the 12, 12 and 12, you know, the 10th step promises are huge. And I don't know if anybody, maybe, hopefully there's somebody in here that hadn't heard these or is not familiar with them, but I would like to read mm-hmm. the 10th step promises from the big book. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. Huge. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we will recoil as if from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally. And we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. Thanks, Jim. In closing, anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. The principles of essay are found in our 12 steps and 12 traditions. Remember that we never identify ourselves publicly with essay in the press, radio, TV, films, or Internet. Neither does anyone speak for essay. This is an anonymous program. Please keep the name, address, and phone number of anyone you meet or learn about an essay to yourself. The shares we have heard were told in confidence. Please do not repeat what you have heard uh, about another member to anyone who was not actually here at this meeting at this time, at the time that it was shared. And please, what we say here, when we leave here, let it stay here. Here, here. All righty. Um,
We can probably do this. Do a quick, real quick circle. We're not too many here. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.